You're listening to the Chicago Defenders Audio Articles, produced by GlobalNewsForum.com. And now, your host. Hi, my name is Sherry Noland. I am the executive editor of the Chicago Defender, and I'm here with Deani Cox. I'm here with Gloria Mullins and Monique Wingard from Black Girls Code. Please, uh, let's get begin our discussion and let's talk about, you know, girls in Chicago and getting them more interested in coding and the types of obstacles that they face. And I, I'd like to start with just having you all introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about your background. Sure, I'll start. I am Deani Cox. I am the technical lead for the Chicago core team for Black Girls Code. Um, and... My back, I have an engineering background. I have my bachelor's and master's in electrical engineering, and I am currently a senior account executive for the Mom Project. What is the Mom Project? The Mom Project is a company. It's a startup that is focused on um, finding opportunities for mothers who are seeking flexible work arrangements. Hmm. So we're matching companies with mothers. Okay. Just thought I'd ask. You mentioned it. Uh, Gloria? Hi, I'm Gloria Mullins, and um, born and raised here in Chicago, and I currently am a uh, manager and trainer at a federally qualified um, health center. Um, I uh, recently obtained my uh, PhD in community psychology, so I'm really um, excited about um, closing the gap in the digital divide, and um, glad to be here today. Thank you. Uh, Monique? Um, So my background is actually government, um, marketing, communications, and I would say I'm what you would call advocate of what we're doing here at Black Girls Code. Um, I am um, the community outreach lead, so I'm assisting in um, gaining new partnerships. Um, We all sort of do that, but um, just to find new opportunities for us um, here in Chicago and make that connection. Okay. Glad you all are here today. Let's just treat it like a conversation, like we're just in, you know, amongst ourselves and we're talking about the issues that face black girls in coding. Um, a new report came out. It's interesting because it, it's by Black Tech Mecca, which seems to be this wonderful um, organization built around, you know, promoting blacks in tech. And there's this burgeoning black tech community in Chicago. Uh, But one of the things they had in a new report that they released just this February is that black women in tech have to prove themselves more than others. Um, That causes a lot of women to leave the field before they even get into it. How do you respond to that? I can take that one. Um, So before I became a senior account executive, I worked as an engineer, both both as a software engineer, and then I went through the Edison Engineering Development Program at General Electric. So that is absolutely the case. Um, And I think that it is. So first of all, you have to prove yourself as a woman. But second of all, you have to prove yourself as a woman of color. Mm. and, you know, I, I'm not sure why I'm not sure why that exists, um, but I found myself oftentimes in meetings saying, is this man speaking to me like this because I am black, because I'm young or because I'm a woman? And so I think it, wow. it creates an issue because, you know, fortunate for me, I, I, I was I wasn't uncomfortable. You know, I I 
at a very young age with a very strong father learned how to communicate with men. You know, he oftentimes, even when I was in trouble, made me look him in his eye and tell him exactly what I thought. Right. And so I didn't have that issue, you know, in corporate America. But I think oftentimes with women and especially with women of color as well. um, Well, I'll, I'll deal with both of them separately with women. I think oftentimes we are not taught to engage with men in that way. We are not taught to speak our minds and really to go you know, toe-to-toe, you know, for lack of a better word, with a man. Um, so that's that's the woman issue I think that exists. The second issue that I think exists is as a woman of color, our, culturally we are oftentimes taught that you should be grateful for this opportunity, right? Not that you worked hard, not that you are... You should be there just like everyone else should be there because you earned it. And as a matter of fact, sometimes you went over and beyond your counterparts. We aren't taught that. We are taught you should be grateful. And so that presents an issue with us being afraid to speak up. Us, be, You know, so you have the intersection of being a woman, right, where we aren't taught to speak to men in that way. Yeah. And then being a black woman where you should be grateful. Now, did you ever run into... People just, you felt like they didn't think that you had the same level of intelligence when it came to, you know, the tech world, or did you not see that as an issue? Absolutely. So with this, you know, every company has a diversity and inclusion initiative right now. Yeah. (laughs) So a lot of times it was like, you're the token black girl who got in because (laughs) you you are black. (laughs) And you start to maybe even play it small to survive. Absolutely. To not be called out, to not be singled out, or to get that feeling of you should be grateful every time you come in the door. Mm. Just you want to come in and do your job and do it well, but to not constantly be reminded that you should be grateful to be here. Wow. And then, you know, with that kind of feeling, I wonder if that contributes because there's another piece that came out of that saying that there's actually a lot of black girls that are interested in it, but maybe even as they become women, they might not even pursue it as a career because they are fearful of the type of treatment they might get or how hard it might be to get into the field. Do you face that with the girls that you work with? Do you, do they all automatically have this feeling like, I don't want to get into that. There's nobody like me. It's going to be too hard. Too hard. No one's going to take me seriously. Blah, blah, blah. I think, um, by and large, we get a lot of girls who have been, um, if we're talking about coding, who have been coding since they were very young. Okay. But um, what I personally look out for are the ones who are there, and this is a new discovery Hmm. for them, and they may find out that maybe maybe I don't want to code, but maybe I want to design this game that we're working with. And so they figure out that there are jobs out there that involve design, that involve um, managing a project or... Um, maybe they do want to code, but they want to learn Python. And we're still at, is Scratch the one we start with? <laughs> and so it just, it's, um, it's always great to see the, um, the discovery, the self-discovery that happens there, whether it be about coding or it's still tech-related, and they um, realize that it's not just about one, you know, one thing. If I don't know or understand this one area of tech, there's still other opportunities out there for me. So they don't, they don't come with that same, you know... Maybe internal 
fear or, or a thought that this might be too challenging, what do you find in the attitudes of the young girls as they're looking to learn more about coding or tech or any of that? Do they, do they, have they been influenced by women who've come before them who've maybe had a hard time? I've seen where there's been some parents who are actually in the field, but in other instances, I've seen girls who come in and they may be a little intimidated about what we're going to learn today, but the sense of community that happens immediately after the parents leave mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. it's just the girls, we see um, them bond or you know make friends and they help each other out. So the girl who started off being really intimidated about not knowing a coding language may partner up with a girl who knows um, a little bit more than her or a lot more and she's teaching her how to do that. And by the time they leave, they've all made a web page or made a mobile app or whatever our project is that day. So it, it just creates a sense of empowerment for someone that young in less than a day. I mean, it's a work day for us, but... <laughs> yes. And I would, I mean, you know, just to add on to that, I think that's why an organization like Black Girls Code is important. Um, Kimberly Bryant was here speaking at Motorola on Wednesday. And... Um, a Caucasian young female stood up and said, there are all these coding organizations, you know, why is this one specific to black girls? And it, you know, it it's so important. I don't think that the rest of the world gets that when you are a person of color sitting in a room, you are painfully aware of it, right? Yeah. Um, and so that's what that's that's the beauty in Black Girls Code and what Monique was talking about in the community and that these girls come in and they are comfortable because they see other girls that look like them. Got it. And, you know, in other organizations, when you are a black girl, like I said, you walk in the room and, you know, I'm the only black girl here. She might be Asian. There are hundreds of white girls, but I am the only black girl. And that, you know, that that can be intimidating all in itself. So that is something, you know, I particularly love about Black Girls Code. I would, you know, to add to that, and I want Gloria to jump in after this, I would say that there are two very different types of girls um, that comes to us. You have one group that is, you know, like Monique was saying, their parents do this or their parents are aware of coding, their parents are college graduates, and these girls are confident. These girls are seeking out opportunities to code. They understand the opportunities that are, are that are available to them if they learn to code. And then you have the other set of girls who are the polar opposite, right? Who may not have may not have internet in their home. Their parents may not have graduated from high school, let alone college. Um, and so it, we are trying to bridge that that gap between the two, right? And mm-hmm. say that you have a common interest, you have common experiences based on your color, um, and really, really, you know, bridge that gap and pull the girls along who don't necessarily have the same support. Uh, did you want Gloria to say? Yes. So there are many studies out there about. Um, the digital divide. And so when um, the question was asked at Motorola about why can't these two organizations merge, 
I was just sitting in my chair, just my heart was pounding because the digital divide still exists. So there are people that it's a difference between the haves and the have nots. So if I have technology, I know how to use it. I'm exposed to it. Great. But then there are others that don't have access to technology. It's not in their homes. Um, their parents may be low literacy. The, 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 um, neighborhood may be low resource. There are no businesses. There are no places where these girls can go. And so if you don't, if you're not exposed to it at home in your community and then you go to school, if your school is not funded, if the teachers are not trained or you don't have the resources, that's the digital divide. So these girls don't have exposure. They don't know when to use technology. Um, for those that do, they go to the library, they connect with teachers. Um, but then though there are girls that don't have exposure to organizations like Black Girls That Code. Um, and so we have to work on that. Well, take me into how you provide that through your organization. Like, Take me into your workshops or, or your groups. How do, how do you do it? Take me into a day. Wow. Um, so <laughs> let's back up first. Yeah. I okay. say that it comes even before the workshop. Okay. So one of the things that you know, we are a young chapter, so this is, you know, our first year, really. Mm-hmm. We we made a year this March. And so one of the things that we really sat down um, during our strategic planning meeting and said that we were going to do this year is have, have a grassroots campaign and actively go after the girls who that, that Gloria described, who do not have these opportunities readily available in their community. So um, we have, our, our team secured 38 sponsorships for girls from the west side of Chicago to attend for free, um, but to attend our workshop on at the end of this, at the end of this month on Saturday, March twenty fifth, at Google to attend for free. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's where it starts. I think it's us understanding the problem and actively going after these girls who are in these types of communities because okay. otherwise they don't know, otherwise they don't see it, otherwise they don't have access. Um, then I think once once you get in the workshop, and I will let one of you know either Monique or Gloria jump in and really explain how we what our workshops look like mm-hmm. and how we help to expose them, and it, it's it's actually quite fascinating, and they they learn a lot in a, a short period of time. I would say that was she gave you pretty much all of step one is mm-hmm. us finding the girls. Okay. And after we find the girls, it's about making sure that we're notifying the parents, the educators, the community at large about the fact that we're not only here, but this is why we're here. This is the date and the time we, we need the students. And so that that goes into doing things like this, what, what we're doing here today, social media, even going old school, printing out flyers, um, passing those out, hanging those up. Um, one y- young lady that's not here with us today, Renee, went, um, I'll call it canvassing with me one day, and we went to coffee shops and we were putting up the flyers in the high Park area to make sure that people know about it. So that's that piece, but the day of, 
there's um, registration and we have, with the help of volunteers, we've been really lucky that people have been so receptive and so willing to help that we show up and we have the help there. The hands are on deck to do registration, to hang up balloons, um, even, you know, down to what what things look like to be welcoming and inviting when the parents and students get there, whether it's just opening the door, um, passing out um, the brochures, um, getting lunch ready. For the girls, because we have, we do provide lunch at each workshop. We provide snack, um, water, and um, teachers. The, um, everything that is done throughout this entire process during the day are all volunteers, um, the instructors, and we do have a parent, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, what do we call that? The parent workshop. I'll call it a workshop, but I think it's a. It's a parent workshop. It's a so. parent workshop, so it's it's optional for parents to um, leave and come back midway through the workshop to learn more about Black Girls Code and what their daughter is learning that day so that they can apply that knowledge when they get back home and have the resources to continue the learning oh, and that great. it doesn't stop at four o'clock. Yeah, yeah, I <laughs> know. That's great. And the girls do present on what they yes. learned and created uh-huh. that mm-hmm. day. And it's just so fascinating to see them get up mm-hmm. in front of us and just talk about um, a game that they've created or designed a page. It's just the most amazing thing to see them stand mm-hmm. up in front of the room to and To be share. proud of, yeah. of the work they put in. Now, who are the teachers? Are you the teachers, too? Or do you bring in? How do you? We do have a curriculum lead. Her um, her name is Renee Neal. But we do have instructors, people who online, if anyone's listening right now, you want to volunteer. That's one of the options is to be an instructor um, that day or to be a teaching assistant. Like if you're if you're good at being in the background and being the helper, we need those, too. So. So most of the time we get them from, you know, we we reach out to corporations and Mm -hmm. say, can you send some software engineers for the day um, who want to volunteer this Saturday or someone who has a technical background who can understand and walk around and help the girls? Mm -hmm. So we'll have a technical instructor teaching and then we have two to three people, sometimes even four or five Mm -hmm. in the room Mm -hmm. walking around, helping the girls, you know, making sure that they're on task and helping them when they get stuck. Which we I think we call non-tech. Well, no, we call them tech assistants. The okay. non-tech assistants help with the registration and the yes. and the lunches, and so we have. I mean, we have something for everybody. If you're mm-hmm. not technical and you're an advocate, then please come out and help um, because it's you can help needed. as well. <laughs> the other thing that I think is great is you will oftentimes see, you know, a tech instructor who does this every day in their life, speaking to a parent, passing out an email address um, to answer questions after. So it's it's just an amazing experience to see, first of all, how many people of all backgrounds mm-hmm. care about black girls coding. Mm. I and mean, sometimes how far they come. Yes. To um, help. To, to help or to be there. And sometimes the parents, like how far away they've come um, to be at our workshop. Because I remember at our first Women of Color and STEM panel, mm-hmm. there were two mothers who had never seen each other, yeah. but were both from the same suburb, I think. From Champaign. From oh, Champaign, wow. Illinois. Yeah. How did I forget that? Yeah, Champaign, yeah. Illinois was here at the um, Garfield Park Conservatory, Conservatory. Mm-hmm. For, to, for a panel. It wasn't even a workshop. 
she just wanted her daughter to have that exposure to see other women, um, professional women who were working in the field to see like, this is why I'm making you do this. Yeah. <laughs> so it tells me that yes. it's like we've all felt it, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, and someone just tapped into that passion. Mm-hmm. That's great. Now, how now I've seen that. You know, the goal is to teach one million girls of color to code by 2040. How does the Chicago chapter plan to be a part of that? Just what we're doing. And we are are turning, you know, what I'll say is that, so for instance, our goal for this workshop was 75. We're currently at 88. Okay. So, you know, that is, I think for us, it is to get as many girls as the facility can hold in the room. Um, you know, and, and the thing is, is that, guess what? Maybe all of these girls won't code, and that's fine. Maybe some of them will get in the room and say, I absolutely hate this, and I don't want to code, and I don't want anything to do with tech. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. But what is not okay is for them not to have access, for them never to see it, for them never to know that it's available to them, and for them never to be exposed. Or to feel like it's not for them. Or to feel like it's not for them. Well, it's interesting because what I'm hearing from you is that it's more than just coding that you're teaching the girls. You're talking about all these different career options that you can have in the tech field. See, and I didn't know that. I thought it was just a straight coding thing, but but it's good that you're giving them a well-rounded view of, of, you know, what the options are. Absolutely. Kimberly said something wonderful on Wednesday, and it just... I wanted to jump out of my seat and run around when she said it. She said, we're not teaching these girls to code. We're teaching them to lead. Mm-hmm. And that that was powerful. Mm-hmm. That was powerful because I, I think that hit it dead on the head. It's not that a lot. Yes, I would love to see as a woman of tech, I would love to see girls in tech. But I care much more about these girls having confidence. I care much more about them saying I can influence change, right? In this day where we are experiencing so much as a race and so much as 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 women, I think it's important for them to know I can influence my destiny, mm-hmm. right? I can influence what that looks like. And so that's what I care about more, them having the confidence to speak up and go after what it is that they believe in. Absolutely. I was just going to say um, with that, to build their confidence, to build their own opportunities. Mm -hmm. Um, The reason I'm in Chicago right now, actually, I mean, my undergrad, I went to school for journalism with every intention of being at NPR one day. And but um, because I was still working in government at the time, I thought, you know what, I need to be about law and um, get my master's in social work. So I went and got my MS in social work, got another master's in media management. Now I'm working in um, marketing and communications here at a publishing company. <laughs> right. It comes around. Right. Um, and it's, it's called Urban Ministries Incorporated. But I say that to say that my goal at that time was um, really one-sided, was to be on the Hill one day. But I ended up in tech. I found my opportunity in tech. The opportunity didn't exist for me um, in Ohio to do what I thought I was going to be doing. But that didn't mean that that was the end of the road. 
I found out about the tech boom happening here in Chicago, Illinois, and found ways to apply all I've ever learned, ever wanted to do, I've been able to do here in Chicago with Black Girls Code, um, with um, my, my current employer to still be using my you know writing, but it's very much tech um, involved. I mean, I'm it right now, my current company in terms of anything digital. My boss asked me yesterday, do you feel needed? And it was 6.30. <laughs> <laughs> And it was Tuesday. <laughs> and I was on the back end of their Eventbrite page to make sure that we're getting people to a vacation Bible school workshops because no one else there, you know, either wants to or really, I mean, honestly, and it's not a bad thing, knows how to to do this and to do the outreach digitally, um, you know, to do a digital marketing campaign because that's still something that's, that's new and, the, and that's also an opportunity in tech for girls that have Twitter pages and Facebook pages to learn social Social media marketing. There are boot camps here in Chicago that that teach that. But who's to say that one of our students that come to a Black Girls Code workshop, again, like I said, finds out that maybe I don't want to be a coder, but I want to let people know about this coding workshop on you know my on my page, or maybe I want to build a website that has information about it, um, opportunities for girls in tech here in Chicago. Maybe that's the web page one of them comes and builds, is that I want to be someone that is um, an information seeker or one that is sharing information, um, useful <laughs> information, and turn that um, the often negative um, stigma that's attached to social media, turn it into a positive. The Chicago Defender is a Chicago-based weekly newspaper. The Chicago Defender is the oldest and most respected African-American newspaper in Chicago. Founded in 1905 the Defender continues to publish information important to our African-American culture. The Chicago Defender offers you the chance to have a weekly subscription sent right to your home as a traditional newspaper or engage in our online newspaper. For more information please visit our website www.chicagodefender.com or call 312-225-2400. Historic photos, intriguing articles, prep information and more. The Chicago Defender, preserving the legacy and culture. Are you an expert in your profession? Do you have a keen grasp on current issues? Are you witty, intelligent, and have a sense of humor? If you have one or more of these qualities, you have the foundation to become a radio talk show host. If you have ever dreamed about becoming a radio show host, there's no better time than right now to turn your dream into a reality. Global News Forum is looking for a few good people, organizations, or businesses to have their own talk show on our station. Hosting your own radio show will provide you and others a forum to discuss what's important to you. It allows for true expression in a global environment. You can influence local and international issues. It gives you and your listeners an outlet to have fun in an informative and entertaining program. It gives you a platform to showcase your specific expertise to your target market and or audience. In addition, globalnewsforum.com has the best qualified personnel to develop your natural skill set into a successful talk show personality. Since technology is advancing at such a rapid pace and the internet is connecting with masses of people around the world, the time is right to get involved. We will provide you with the opportunity to use your talents and abilities to be heard via internet radio. Our rates are very affordable. Call us today for your free trial show and for more information. Call 773-888-0920. That's 773-888-0920. Perhaps you may just change the world.
You're listening to the Chicago Defenders Audio Articles, produced by GlobalNewsForum.com. And now, your host. Very, very good points. Excellent points. Um, I I think we can wrap up soon. the, The last thing I guess I would say is when it comes to girls, why girls and not boys? What do you think of the special, unique issues that girls would have to face instead of why not black kids code? So I I think that we are looking into doing a black boys code. Kimberly is is looking into that. Um, So for me, it's not girls or boys. It is black children. Mm. Um, But I will say... I do think that girls face a very different dilemma. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as we look at even leadership pipelining in in Fortune 500 companies, men are better represented than women. There's something about being a man in our society that people, you know, respect more than being a woman. I, I, I just don't know another way to put it. So I think... Women already face a challenge with being women, right, with with being viewed as and I think it's because we live in a patriarchal society. Right. But with with being viewed as helpers or being viewed as facilitators versus leaders, we, we already have that unique challenge. And then when you add being a black woman on top of that. It's just extremely challenging. And so I, you know, as black women, I think we probably all identify with those unique challenges. Even even the stereotype of when you are an ambitious black woman, um, the things that are thought or that are said about you, mm-hmm. um, the angry black woman, the, you know, sure, we, right. we, we walk a fine line in being ambitious and being women of color. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we oftentimes are taught in our homes to be more serious, right? So if you're not the woman who's smiling all the time and super chipper, then, you know, we, we just have unique experiences. And so that's why, you know, I, I do care about black children. I care about black boys coding as much as black girls. But for black girls, our experience is just really, really unique. And when you And when you think about... Um, let's just say high school girls or elementary school girls, um, they face challenges around um, utilizing the technologies that are created because they tend to be created by males. Mm -hmm. And so the learning is different and that'll impact how comfortable I am utilizing a specific piece of software is something as simple as that can have an impact on how successful I can be using, you know, technology. And then when you think about going to college, a lot of the resources that are available for first generation students, students that are coming from maybe the West side, the reality is these students have to work. And so they can't utilize the resources that are available during traditional school hours because they have to work. And then some of them really have to navigate through their community because of gangs and crime, right? To even get 
to school. And so women, girls face these same challenges with getting to the resources and then utilizing them because Again, if it's not in my home, I haven't had exposure to it, I'm least likely to know why it's important to me. And there are many studies out there that suggest why people don't use technology. Well, why do I need it? And we know why we need it, because it's infused in every aspect of our lives. Banking checking your children's grades, going to the grocery store, your medical information, what aspect of your life is not on your phone? And if you can't take advantage of that data, because everyone else is already, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You get left Absolutely. behind. You get left behind. Something as simple as renewing your parking ticket sticker, your sticker for your car. You get an email now. You used to get a letter in the mail. So all of these services are automated. And guess what? You need to be a digital citizen. <laughs> so you need yeah. to know how to just use the technology, whether you like it or not. And, and and that's what we have to focus on, making sure that everyone is aware of how to use these digital services. Mm-hmm. I would say oh. for me, why Black Girls Code, and I won't even say a not Black Boys Code, but why Black Girls Code is, to me, it's about changing the narrative. I don't have statistics in front of me, but if any one of us were to look up who dominates tech industry right now, yeah, it's, 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 you know, it's white males. (laughs) So, and there are already so many um, barriers in the way that um, Deani has already um, spoken about at length. We're still tearing down walls. And so that's just maybe our, our ministry right now is is black, black girls girls. (laughs) is to to change the story that there is more to um, what we are capable of than what we're told. You know what I mean? What we're told we can do. So it's to to change that story and to help young black girls see themselves in these career fields and not to feel left out and to feel that um, they have to choose from what is in their four corners of their neighborhood, that there's something else out there for them. And I think I, I mean, I think that's another important point is just that if you think about the way we interact with, even in my home, you know, Mm -hmm. the way you interact with girls versus boys, um, oftentimes girls are not taught to be brave. They're taught to be perfect. I know that was that was the way I was taught in my home, right? Um, it was okay for my brother to bring home C's and I had to get straight A's, right? So we're just taught completely different and girls aren't taught to just go for it, right? They're taught to be safe. They're taught to be afraid. They're taught that this could happen to you or if this happens to you, that'll mess up your entire life or, you know, they're but taught not, to be very if, fearful. You know, but not what what will happen if you succeed. What will happen if you, if we, <laughs> right. we are not. What if you make it? <laughs> exactly. We aren't taught go for it because you you will succeed, right? And that's, that's one thing I will say, again, it all starts with your parents. I had a parent that said, you know, I never worry about you because I know you'll make it, right? And just that socialization in itself just, you know, made me go for it. But I don't think girls are told that. I think boys are told that. I think boys are told, risk it, try it, jump off of that. You might break your head, but you'll live. (laughs) And girls are not taught that way, 
right? I, like I was saying, I, I see with my own children how I have this rambunctious son and everybody is completely okay with him being rambunctious. But if my daughter, you know, who's three, is on the floor rolling around in her dress, everybody tells her how that's not ladylike, right? So it's, I think it, we we as women who understand that in, in, in the tech space when you're working with men, it just doesn't help to socialize our girls like that. And I think that black culture more than any culture is very big on formality for their women, right? On what it is to be a lady. We really are. And it's a beautiful thing, but it also sometimes is inhibiting. Okay. Did anyone else have any last thoughts? Thank you for that. That was very insightful and and true. I would just it's say true. that um, if one if one sees a need for for men or black men, that's an opportunity to see that as an opportunity and not exclusion. Like we're not excluding them, but maybe that's an opportunity for you or someone you know or some you know organization to get that started. What's stopping? That's right. You? <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you, the ladies from the Chicago chapter of Black Girls Code. Can we have thank a few last calls to action? Sure, go no for worries. it. Follow us on Twitter <laughs> <laughs> at volunteer B G C H I. So volunteer at B G C H I. And we're also on um, Instagram now as of about three or four days ago. And it's just Black Girls Code Chicago, all one word. And Facebook is just Black Girls Code um, headquarters. So like them, too. They have the same, you know, great information if you want more. And our workshop, I'm going to let Diani jump in about that, but March 25th. And we will be teaching the girls to build a virtual reality experience yes. with Unity Excellent. 3D. Um, and it's at Google, which it's is at very Google. cool. Yes, very, very cool. It's a beautiful space. Wow. Um, and, you know, one of the things that's also important is not only showing these girls the jobs that are available to them, but it's fascinating to see the the places that you would work at mm-hmm. if you were in tech. Um, so, you know, we really want these girls to be in this space to see this and to and to say, you know, I was at Google today and this is available to me. Or I can create a Google. <laughs> But, you know, our other call to action is we are currently trying to um, find a way to the 38 girls that we talked about sponsorships for. Hmm. We'd also like to provide transportation for them to Google and from Google. So, Uber, if you are listening... This is the person that sent you that form. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we really do. We don't want transportation to be the reason why a girl cannot come to a workshop. So there are so many um, ride share. Well, not so many. There are two very big ones, very major ones in Chicago, Lyft and Uber. Okay. That's true. <laughs> so That's there's true. a community outreach, some um, corporate social responsibility there. If you're listening, that we would like to partner somehow. Or if you own some other transportation service, F- please yes. reach out to us. Yeah. Or CTA to to or any bus company. That's you know. willing to provide transportation. We want to incorporate that this year. Now, how do they reach out to you? Just go to your website? You know or? what? Reach out to my email directly at Diani, D-Y-A-N-I dot Cox, C-O-X, at gmail.com. Okay. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this broadcast of the Chicago Defender audio articles. Go to the Chicago Defender website, www.chicagodefender.com, for more interesting articles and information. 
and www.globalnewsforum.com for great talk, news, and jazz.